0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are super excited. We have Christina Dalter joining us. Uh, her debut novel is called a Vox. V-O-X. And we can't stop thinking about this story, Christina. What
1: a, what a brilliant debut. Well, thank you. Um, that's what That's what I'm hearing, and it's um, just—it's kind of overwhelming. Actually, it leaves me speechless. If I can make that little pun, yeah, (laughs) you—you got to tell us
0: um, the setup of Vox, and then you know, kind of how the book came to be, because sort of that is also a story. Uh, Yeah, it is actually. Um, So I don't know which one you want to go first with how the book came to be, and
1: then the setup. I'll go I'll, I'll go with the I'll go with the uh what the book is about first. Okay. Actually, <clears throat> uh, we've got a world which is kind of now. It seems like now and everything is exactly the same in this world except for one tiny little thing and that is that women cannot speak more than 100 words per day. Oh my gosh. But, so, yeah. um that's it. <laughs> Otherwise everything's normal. Obviously, there's a lot more going on with that. There's a little politics. There's a little dystopia. There's a little family strife and marital strife and so on and so forth. So we've got kind of this mashup of thriller and women's fiction and with a little bit of politics. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, 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 I,
0: and I mean, it is like, I mean, it. I was telling my mom about it and she goes, well, that." sounds terrifying i said but at the same time the way you've constructed the story you can't stop turning the page because you want to find out what happens to gene and the family and the rest of the united states and everything i mean i know you get the handmaid's tale is a comparison Comparison, but it's but it's, it's very. Uh, mm, your writing style is different than
2: very Margaret much Atwood's. So. Very and much well,
1: so? And it w- yeah. I mean, some would say not as good. Um, I would say I'll better. Take, <laughs> but I'll take different. You know, mm-hmm. I think it all depends on taste, yeah. really. You know, there's, there's, there are all kinds of different, you know, books out there, and obviously there are all kinds of different readers out there. So it's good that we have this variety. Um, Vox is really a thriller. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's got totally the thriller. Thriller
1: thriller, the momentum of a thriller, you know, the beats of a thriller. So if, if you're coming in expecting you know literary fiction, you you're not going to get that. Yeah. You're going to get a much more of a page turner. Not that, you know, literary fiction writers <laughs> aren't capable of writing page turners. Yeah. They they certainly are. But but you're right. It is it is a different book. And, and you know, we all have our own voices as writers. We all have our own styles and I think a lot of the time what it boils down to is we also like to write the kinds of things that we like to read. And I like fast books. And, and know? Chris,
2: if you're just joining us with, with Christina Deltcher, her debut model is Vox, which means literally speak or sound um, to make a sound. And you're a linguistics um, you know, you have a PhD in linguistics, so it's interesting that you write this because it, it, the book is about women only having 100 words to speak in a day. What compelled you to write this story, though? I know you love to read th- thrillers and stuff, and this is a thriller. Yeah. What, how did you come about it, though?
1: Okay, well, I you know, I first started with a very, very short piece of flash fiction, about 750 words. So talk about, you know, really kind of curtailing your language and making every word count. And I... I looked at what the world would be like if suddenly, almost overnight, all humans were incapable of speaking. So this was a theme that I wanted to explore, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a theme that was really big enough to sustain a novel because, I mean, really, if we stop speaking, all of us, I mean, if we just lose our language, I just don't think there's going to be enough there for a novel. I think we're going to die out probably within a week or two. So so there needed to be more there. And, you know, and I thought, okay, well, what if I, you know, tweak this? What if I create this kind of darkly ironic story where a woman who just didn't, who who worked all of her life on repairing people's voices, repairing the voices of, you know, these victims of a, a certain type of language loss, of aphasia what if she, in that process, forgot to use her own voice? And then, what if something happened and she lost the ability to speak, literally? Um, so, that's what happened, you know, with, with with Vox. That was my thought process, and it, it came together really quickly for a variety of reasons. But um, one, I was just Kind of digging that theme and Jean's character and all these things in her life that she had to work with, you know, husband, lover, son, daughter, you know, the, even her daughter, six years old, has has to wear a wrist counter. This six-year-old little girl can't say more than one hundred words per day. So it was um, it was thrilling, and the momentum really carried me through. Well, and I think the other part of
0: your book that was scarily real and i hope people take away and i think they will you know make people woke to use that expression but when you're not paying attention and you draw that you have the two characters you have gene that you know the our doctor and her friend jackie who the whole 25 years that they were friends was always politically active and you know encouraging gene don't you see what's happening in our country you need to vote you need and then gene now in hindsight in this post world where women are down to a 100 words she's like why didn't i ever do anything why was i always so busy
1: yeah yeah exactly and and again oh the dark irony you know here i was working on giving people's voices back to them and guess what i lost my own so it's um yeah it's, it's it's kind of sad actually and of course you know Nobody is saying that everybody who reads Vox has to go out there yeah. and be a Jackie and oh, be no, a radical. No. But
0: doctor. I hope they vote. I mean, yeah. I, it, it makes you wake yeah. up and kind of realize, because I get very discouraged when I hear, you know, like uh, just people of all different ages. Well, it, you know, it doesn't really matter and that only 50% of people get out and vote, but it it does matter and it deeply matters. And I, I think that could be a, a, a takeaway that maybe someone who might not be a voter, would go, you
1: know, wow.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If if, if if one person reads Vox and says, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to go to the polling booth today or, you know, on election day, Mm -hmm. I'd be a very happy author. I mean, (laughs) it's not like we expect commercial thrillers and, you know, fiction to change people's lives. But if, if that little change happened, I would be quite content.
2: I just, um, it, Christina, I just think this is one of the best books we've read this year. We yeah, both give sure. you a five out of five. And um, oh. <laughs> everyone, it's so compulsive. I couldn't leave it, put it down. No. Um, it's a thriller. It's intelligent. It's thought provoking. It made Lori and I, we'd want to have conversations about this book. It's just one of those books that touches all different areas of for your. For sure. A uh,
0: book club pick. I Oh, mean, my, my gosh. gosh. It it's be, so
2: good. And my mom is suffering <laughs> from global aphasia. Oh, she had a stroke wow. a year ago. So it's that piece was interesting to me too. Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: that, about- must, that must hit hard, and you know, and obviously, the, 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 some of the linguistics in Vox is speculative. Right, you know, right. aphasia, this particular type of aphasia in Vox, which you know targets the meaning center center of the of the brain. You know, in terms of language processing, that exists, but mm-hmm. there is, as you know from your, you know from your experience with your mom. There's no magic cure.
0: Right. Right. Can you work on that though? Your free time. I know. I did like I that know. in the book where Gene is called to work for the White House because the president's brother has had this stroke and they yeah. want to, you know, get the language back. So that all. It's that fascinating. Was really, it was really fascinating. Oh, I'm and so excited for has, you. Has Stephen King called you? Are you guys going out to lunch? Are you guys just Twitter friends or what's happening with you and Stephen King?
1: Well, if if, if, if Mr. King is listening, um, I'll buy him lunch. <laughs> Christina, uh, no. it, it's so good.
2: Uh, this could be. This would be like. Oh, it's it, just it, so good. Who's optioned it?
0: Who's who's optioned it? Um, I can't say that okay. yet. <laughs> but it's happening.
1: It's things. Things are it, things are being talked about. But yeah. I'm, I'm not able to say anything about that yet. I wish I could. Yeah. Just well, congratulations.
2: Um, it's just this looks. Thank you. Do you are well, you working on another book?
1: I am actually the, the, a second book, not a sequel to Vox, is in the works. It's actually finished and in my editor's hands right now. So I expect I'll have a little bit of tweaking to do with that, or maybe a lot, <laughs> depending on, on, on what Cindy thinks, up at Berkeley. And then I'm, I'm actually working on a, a, another novel, kind of as we speak, and, the second one doesn't have as much to do about language, but it's still dystopian. It's mm-hmm. I'm looking back in history and trying to see what, trying to ask what if we had sort of a resurgence of the eugenics movement? Yeah, um, wow. Which, as you know, a big know, topic right now. Was a very very scary period in um, in our American history. And then the third book will return to some language themes. So I'm still fleshing that out, but it's very exciting.
0: Okay, Christina, so I know you can't talk about the movie, but if you were to just, like, cast Gene, who's, like, mid-40s, uh, you know, what actress would you just like if you could have your, you know, dream? Who do you have someone, or do you not have anyone in mind at all? I I get that question a lot.
1: I mean, you know, Charlize Theron would be would be terrific. Oh, she would be, wouldn't um, she? You know, there are um, there are plenty of actresses out there. You know, in the UK, in the US, yeah. I think anyone really who, um, you know, who is about that age, who looks like she can, she might have had the, the life experience that mm-hmm. you need for a slightly older character, you yeah. know, sort of a middle-aged, you know, mother and wife, and also who, you know, can bring that kind of intelligence that, that yeah. my character Jean has to the screen. Right. Anybody would be great. Right. Okay,
2: so we have to ask you, I know what yeah. your three favorite books are, but what it was the very last great book you read, the very last one?
1: very last great book, I've. well, I just read an, an advanced reader's copy of The Farm by Joanne Ramos, which is not out yet, but I think it's coming out in May of 2019, and it is delicious. Now, as for books that are out, I really liked Baby Teeth. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, creepy. You know, not a book for everyone. Right. But again, it raises some really interesting questions about family and parenthood and unconditional love and what a, a baby, you know, how a baby can change a marriage. I found it absolutely fascinating yeah. and
0: that's true, because Christina, that baby teeth and Vox, two of our favorite books this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, then
1: I'm an excellent company. You are. Well, we <laughs> hope to
2: have you on and hear more, and read more about Vox getting on the big screen or the little screen or whatever it is. What a what a treat for us! This book is really a, 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 an amazing read.
1: Yeah. Thank you well, so much. Thank you, and I'll be up in Minnesota at Excel Survey Books. When?
0: Uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, November 10th, Saturday, she will be at Excelsior Bear Books. Okay, we'll we'll remind people on that Friday to to come out and see you. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. We've got a couple copies of the book to give away, 651-641-1071. And when we come back, uh, if you want to share with us uh, one of your favorite books that you've read, we'll be taking phone calls in a couple minutes.